should tune this thing. Go live and then tune. That's what makes sense, right? And then don't uh, turn on the camera yet either. Why would you do that? Let's tune this. This will be fun. Yeah, that one's wrong. Bear with me. New setup. See if this still does that thing that it was doing. Yes, it is. So never mind. Switch back to you. <laughs> Howdy. Howdy. <laughs> We're hashtag Recipals, or I am. No, it's still we, but 
I don't know. For now, it's just me. Uh, what up, everybody? It's been a long time, generals. Uh, haven't talked to you in a bit. Um, but I told you that we would try to do show whenever there was a pay-per-view. And there was a pay-per-view. It was TakeOver Portland. We will get to that soon. A little, couple things to talk about. Number one, before we even get into TakeOver Portland, just watching the Broserweights come together. That's one thing we haven't talked about here. I love the Broserweights. I shouldn't. There's no reason. They're a team that just kind of got thrown together. I shouldn't like them. They're great together. Uh, also saw the um, live there uh, on Monday with a fired up uh, backstage. I dig it. Um, I mean, of course I do. It's her. But at the same time, she great. <laughs> she's killing it. I, I enjoy where she's at right now. And... Uh, going into the chamber, you know, maybe she's not likely to win. However, uh, she's going to have something on the other side of it, whether it be something with Sarah or most likely something with Rue. And I thought that was a step in the right direction for her character uh, getting attacked by Rue. I also think it's funny that the dirt shoot not even the dirt sheets wwe.com writers were saying that Liv and sarah had made changes but they hadn't made much as much of an impact as rue did in her first night back and it's like well if Liv hadn't made any kind of an impact then what impact would rue attacking her have come on man just have a little common sense don't run my girl down that's the biggest thing i'm sure this sounds like buttocks well, I guess not sorry it's a it's a new setup so I'm just making sure everything's kind of working correctly um yeah our visibility is completely gone so like I can't imagine anybody's paying attention to this page like at all so ah no no more of me actually since we're I'm going to do this on camera, too, because, you know, taking selfies is so good for your uh, for video. Photo. <laughs> Ain't nobody listening or watching. Yeah, I'll post that later. Oh. <sighs> Things are happening in wrestling, and I'm trying to keep up, but there's a lot going on just in general between just Bell and Dubs and Deprogrammed and just the amount of wrestling that that is happening. I've tr I'm trying to stay on top of WWE product at least so that we can still talk about that. Also, I've thought about maybe reverting the show into written form, kind especially since it's going to be kind of mostly review, uh, you know, for now. Uh, and in that case, you know, put it out more frequently. Um, I don't know. Just something I'm thinking about putting it up on the Patreon. Not have it pay, but like just share it out and anybody can come read it. Uh, you know, <laughs> just hanging out and stuff. Um, 
I don't want to get into TakeOver yet, but, like, right now, everything everything is escaping me from Raw. I will say, Raw has felt much better over the last couple weeks. Um, a weird choice to have Aleister Black against Rowan, because both of them were kind of, like, on the rise. Uh, Black's stock was clearly higher than Rowan's, but Rowan still had a place on the card every week. I don't know if this means he's done for he had a great showing against Aleister Black which you know ultimately that's what he's going to be there for but um I think that you put putting them uh two up against each other one of them has to lose right and while losing isn't you know a burial or any by any means it is just weird um also we had continuation of Edge and Orton, which has been magnificent so far. They've used, so they had Edge, you know, the night after Raw, or the Raw after Rumble. And ever since, Matt Hardy has kind of picked up the ball against Orton. And I don't know what they're doing there. Like, the, the play that uh, Hardy is putting online is that he's leaving the company i don't know if he is or not uh, i don't know if he's just playing for a bigger contract i don't know if they just have something really big in store or if he really is just going to AEW. like his videos he kind of hinted at being the leader of the dark order um but he i don't even remember what the words were but the first three words were a the started with a e and w and this was after getting destroyed by Wharton. Story's been magnificent. Um, and Hardy, for his part, has been wonderful on television. Uh, this is the most captivating I've this is the most captivating Matt Hardy other than broken Matt Hardy in impact that I've ever seen. And considering he's not really playing a character, like he's just kind of being Matt standing up for his friend it's interesting i'm really curious to see where this one goes also all sorts of things are going on on my uh my other gimmick uh, where i'm trying to record the show to make it easier for myself but that's probably not going to happen so i don't know what's happening there i wonder if there's just something that's set up wrong anyway uh let's talk about takeover i don't think we're going to be on too long here tonight because, you know, one person talking about something, just it just it can only last but for so long. So Taker of Portland kicks off with uh, Keith Lee and Donovan Dijakovic. Dijakovic. As many times as I said that, I still can't get it right. You look at it like this, and it's like weird. Uh I expected nothing less than a great match from them. Um, this was a great open, hot open. Um, two big dudes in a really big dude fight. And if you like big dude fights, then you love this. But if you like big dudes who can move fights, you are going to love this one. This was really fast-paced. Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox square off next in a street fight. And... Good Lord, the aggression from the both of them. Like, this story has been brewing. This 
part of the story has been brewing since November at War Games. But the story itself, it goes back a long time because they were teaming around, Team Kick, before both of them got injured. So to see to see this ramp up to the point where they're having a street fight and they're both like Dakota Kai bringing out the absolute worst in Tegan Knox. Like her emotions had gotten the better of her and she's usually pretty calm, composed. She's aggressive, but like calm, composed with meaning and she was off the handle and Dakota just vicious. Uh, there's points where um, Tegan Knox had, had Dakota put away but she decided no I'm not done and then goes to get to the table and here is the spin I'm looking forward to finding out the why so Raquel Gonzalez formerly known as Reina Gonzalez she competed in the Mae Young Cat Classic she was actually teaming around with Rhea Ripley until a couple months ago until Rhea caught fire um, shows up they call her Raquel and she throws uh, Tegan Knox off the top rope into the table and kind of lays her out for Dakota to pin her and then raises Dakota's hand. I'm curious to see like the why there. Why her? Why Tegan? Why that moment? I'm very interested in that. Again, it gives something for all involved to do, really. Dakota can now technically distance herself if that's the case or if that really is a, tr a true alliance then you know we have the workings of you know a heavy as it were for Dakota very interesting uh so that's clearly not over Dakota Kai gets the win Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano uh I had no idea what to expect here um, it took them a second to kind of get acclimated to each other, but once they did, holy hell, uh, they went for it. And this Balor is the Balor we have needed forever. Chris says he desperately wants to make love to an innocent schoolboy. I think you said that wrong. <laughs> did I put this to my personal page and not Russell Pals? That would be something I would do. Um... Uh, Balor and Gargano. So Balor, this Balor was is the Balor we needed all along. The aggressive, the uh, with the mean streak. Uh, again, with meaning, everything meant something. And uh, as much as I liked Demon Balor, as much as I liked uh, Extraordinary Man who does extraordinary things, Prince is better. Uh, he's just. He's just somebody you want to watch. And I kind of look forward to whoever it is that's going to be the one to take him down because he, he pins Gargano. He uh, he took out the heart and soul of NXT because that's what they've been packaging Johnny as. And that will come back and that will come back later in this pay-per-view. Uh, both look great. No one really comes out a loser here. Um Looking forward to seeing what's up next for Balor. Uh, maybe it's Tommaso, Tommaso Ciampa. We'll talk about that some more later. Uh, maybe maybe it's him and Keith Lee. There's a lot of great matchups out there for this Finn Balor. Uh, but 
at this point, this is the match of the night. Uh, Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship, which they went back to calling it the Women's Championship. I don't know if maybe they're just trying to figure out like a weight class system or they just they kind of announced that and then didn't have anything to replace it with. I feel I have a feeling that was kind of they were just kind of testing the waters there. So Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley for the Women's Championship. You know, <laughs> what do you expect here? Again, two tremendous athletes. Uh, I think Morrow pointed off early on that it isn't often that Rhea Ripley is outpowered. And she was, she didn't give up much power, but Bianca Belair, the stronger competitor. And their chemistry was out of the, out of sight here. I mean, I think Rhea has a long ways to grow still, but for her to be where she's at, like the comparison to Charlotte early on was apt. And, you know, it made her change her, who she was and her style, but it's still apt that like how quick she's picked it up, how good she is already understanding her character, understanding what Rhea Ripley would do in the ring. And, you know, again, to her credit, Bianca Belair, top notch. I don't know when it's going to happen for her. I don't know if she has to kind of move on in onto Raw or SmackDown to kind of make it happen. But uh, Rhea Ripley retains. Charlotte Flair comes out and accepts her challenge. This is cool. I'm into this. Charlotte Flair is with her Royal Rumble win, challenging Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship at WrestleMania, which changes the Royal Rumble dynamics because a lot of years I feel like they're like, a lot of the times the winners could get to that championship match without the Rumble. And it's like, well, why did why did Randy Orton win a couple years ago? He didn't he didn't need to win. If he's Randy Orton, all he needs to do is win a couple matches and he's he's back in the championship picture. Uh, anytime with John Cena, um, Roman Reigns at this point, a couple wins is in the title picture. He doesn't need to win the Royal Rumble. Drew this year did, uh, for the story specifically needed the win to get to, to get that title championship. It, it makes the story better, but going forward from here, the idea being that if you win the Royal Rumble, you can challenge for the Raw, SmackDown, or NXT Championship at WrestleMania. That's a nice, nice touch. I like it. I like it a lot. <clears throat> uh, the Broserweights, who I told you guys already, I'm, I love this team. Uh, considering, again, that they just kind of got thrown together, they're a lot of fun. They work really well together. Um... And their matches are just really fun to watch. Oh, thank you, Freshy. <laughs> With the haircut and I pull I pulled all close. Uh the Broserweights are just fun and it's I think it's impossible for the Undisputed Era to have a bad tag match. I think it's just physically impossible. And you put them in there with guys like the Broserweights, and you have another classic, a tag team classic match. And it's just top-notch. The Broserweights end up winning the tag championships. I I would like to see the tag division in NXT get back to what it was, at least four teams deep. It feels like the tag matches 
are always great in NXT. But the division itself is is weak. Like uh, I don't even want to say weak. Weak is a little too harsh. But like you have who? The Forgotten Sons, um a couple of teams from NXT UK that they they brought in here. I'm hoping that because Mike Bennett returned to 205 this week, and I'm hoping he's teaming with Nice, and I'm hoping they become a team. And if they become a team on 205, then maybe they can start showing up on NXT as a team. That seems to be the the thing going between 205 NXT and NXT UK, and I'm into that. Uh, I still need to see this week's uh, two last week's 205. Because he returned last week. Bros awaits win the tag championships. Adam Cole and Tommaso Ciampa. <sighs> Just those two names is all I really need to say. You know what's going to happen. Um, really quick paced. I like that while Adam Cole... Adam Cole is just consistent. He's just... He puts consistent... Consistently great matches together. And... While one might argue that that they're the same on his end, uh, whoever he's in in there, like the Gargano matches, while tempo wise, could you could say that they're same with the amount of kickouts and and whatnot, but Champa's a different wrestler than Gargano. Champa's more like a, a power guy, and it's nice to see. A di- that dynamic with Cole. Now I think Riddle did it slightly better than Champa, like as far as power versus Cole. But the match itself had me completely enthralled. Um, I, I didn't even time it, but it it felt long in a good way. Like, uh, oh my god, how how like how are these kick- guys kicking out? And it didn't feel like a like a Joe has said to me several times, like, he doesn't like Gargano because Gargano kicks out so many times. Like, he's dead, but then he, he kicks out. It didn't feel like a super Gargano moment where Gargano's kicking out of something that he shouldn't. It felt like these guys just aren't giving up, and they just are finding something else to to go. So they throw everything uh, but the kitchen sh- uh, sink at each other. Undisputed Era then comes out and starts uh, starts getting in, involved. Um, Ciampa hits the ref. Gargano comes out. And again, here we go. Very curious where they're going here. Uh, like, when you see Gargano, you know what's going to happen. So, like, in that way, I'm bummed out that they went the predictable route. But Gargano lays out Ciampa for Cole to retain. And the only thing I can think of is that because of Ciampa's in- injury, they didn't get to wrestle at TakeOver uh, Takeover New York last year at WrestleMania for the championship. That's the only thing I can think of is that that's what we're getting at Tampa this year is Ciampa and Gargano because it didn't happen last year. Very curious to see what bad guy Johnny Gar- like true bad guy Johnny Gargano looks like because last year, like when he won the North American Championship, it felt like symbiote kind of Gargano, like Ciampa was controlling him type. 
as opposed to like he's just truly a bad dude. Curious to see what bad dude Johnny Gargano. I don't want to boo Johnny Gargano, but it's clear after watching people aren't going to boo Tommaso Ciampa. As great a heel as he is, he's not getting booed right now. The dude came back from a broken neck in like what feels like no time flat. So he's not going to get booed practically no matter what you do. I have confidence in his capability, but I don't have confidence in anyone booing for a man who just overcame that. And that's been the story. And he's he's basically become the heart of NXT that Johnny Gargano claims to be. So I think that's kind of where we're going with this. Curious to see who steps up to Cole next, because the Undisputed Era now is is no longer draped in gold. Cole's the lone remaining member with gold. So somebody's got to step up to the heavyweight championship. Who's it going to be? You know, you have Riddle is now occupied with Broserweights. Um, it, I don't know. I'm really curious where where that's going. Uh, I don't know where anything on NXT is going other than Ciampa and Gargano. Dream and Strong are going to wrestle uh, this Wednesday. Maybe it's Dream and Cole. Maybe Dream puts Strong away and, and steps up to Adam Cole. I am for anything Dream, and I'm really for Dream versus Adam Cole. Uh, Dream could absolutely be the face of the next face of NXT. I mean, in some ways, he already was, but he was never the official with the championship. Um,. I'm curious to see what they do as far as like quote unquote call ups because by the looks of it, Baz- Shayna Baszler is going to be moving on to Raw. She's in the Elimination Chamber match, which is a six way. We've talked about this. Elimination Chamber is uh, Liv, Sarah, Natty, Asuka, Shayna. Oh, <laughs> John a blank. But regardless, uh, Shayna is the clear-cut favorite, right? I don't see I don't see who else can can win that. Like it has to be Shayna Baszler and, and Becky. They've already kind of teased it with the neck biting, which was cool. It was weird, but cool. And then they continued it this week. So that's the way it's gotta go, right? Um I like this fired up Becky that is in in true defense mode, like she's she's coming for Baszler as opposed to like just kind of waiting around for the next person to come step up. That's when she's her best. Uh, that's why the Lacey feud never really worked. That's why the Sh- Sasha feud like was really good, f- however brief it was. But that seems to be where we're going for the Raw Women's Championship. We also have some developing feuds between Asuka, Kairi Sane, and Natty, which I'm hoping is building to the inevitable um, Divas of Doom versus Kabuki Warriors for the Women's Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania. I'd love that. Give them the tag championships. Um, the Intercontinental title is in Braun Strowman's hands, but cold. Uh, just proving that it wasn't Shinsuke. It had nothing to do with Shinsuke. Had nothing to do with Balor. 
Um, I don't know how you heat that title up. Like, obviously, competitive matches, but it, is Braun Strowman going to give you competitive matches? Shinsuke could have, uh, but he didn't. <laughs> um, I don't think Braun's, Braun Strowman's a great wrestler, and I think he's capable of great matches, but his character is based on, I'm going to destroy you, essentially. So is there anybody who is on that level already that can take the losses? I don't know. Curious to see where they go with that. U.S. Championship is on Andrade, who will be out until next week, where they're having, I forget, some desert championship thing or trophy thing. Curious about that one. Um, I don't know what comes of that. Rumor Mill is stating that Alistair Black and Andrade is next. They're going to take the title off of uh, Andrade. First of all, they've heated up Alistair Black. So if Alistair Black is next, I say that's a good call. Uh, Alistair and Andrade have great chemistry. They had great matches in NXT. So again, that's a great call. I, I don't see any losses here. Um, other than Andrade didn't really get a chance with the title be before his, his suspension. So, uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey is the current holder. Um, it looks like they're really trying to heat up Lacey again. Uh, for the longest time, I thought it. W I thought we were looking at Bailey and Sasha, um, but Bailey finally with Naomi and Carmella, she had that baby face that she need desperately needed to be able to start getting booze. She wasn't getting the booze with Lacey because Lacey had just turned to a good guy. She's not gonna get. She's not gonna get the reaction that she needs. Desperately needed some well-established good guys, and Carmella gave her a great match last week and got her some solid booze. I f I feel like Bailey's finally traveling in the right direction again. Uh, is Can it... If she can heat up, like really heat up and really get hated in these next couple weeks leading into Mania... It is possible that Lacey Evans winning could feel big. If I had to place money, that's I think that's what they're going for. I think the smart play would be to wait till SummerSlam. Make sure you really heat up Lacey and really heat that championship back up. And make sure that we can get a really heated rivalry, really great match out of it is the thing. So, we'll see where that goes. Um, interesting developments in the Universal Championship. Bray Wyatt is going to be defending against Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. Um, I'm not against this. A lot of people are against it, but th these Saudi shows are, uh, we've said this a million times, like really huge glorified house shows. And if it, and it's mostly not for us, number one. Number two, uh as long as Fiend is putting Goldberg down, <laughs> I'd love to see the Fiend get up from a jackhammer, uh, get up from a couple spears, and Goldberg be like, uh, what? And then put him down. That would be awesome. I'd be into that. Um, oh, last week, Bailey said that she will be defending her championship in Saudi Arabia. 
again, these are still small steps. We got the match last year, or yeah, it was last year with Lacey and Natty. We're getting another one. Small steps. And this time it's going to be a championship match. Small steps. Keep taking them. Um, you know, if, if we're going to keep going over there, then let's let's keep pr- pushing the envelope. Let's keep keep moving forward, making progress with with this. So looks like Bailey's going to have a, a championship match. I'm, I'm with it. Um, who does that leave for the Fiend at Mania, though? There's no clear cut favorites other than everybody keeps coming to Roman Reigns. Um, who's been kept busy with Corbin and now Reigns is getting cheered right now. So technically speaking, it's not the wrong play. I think we can get more out of Fiend though. And I'd love to see him. I mean, I guess technically you could, you could take the title off of him and you could put, put it on, you know, let's, let's say, reigns you could put it on reigns and move the fiend could move back towards you know the cenas the undertakers like the people that he wants to put to bed the people he's trying to get revenge on and then come back for reigns later i don't know if that's the best move the only move i don't know what kind of move it is but it's a move so we'll see where we're going with that there's still the slim chance that goldberg defeats the fiend in Saudi and then we have Reigns and Goldberg which I don't think anybody wants. I mean at least Bray and Goldberg or Bray and Reigns would be a good match, a good mania match. Um I don't know, man. I don't know where we're going with that. Uh Drew McIntyre continues ascent. Um we're looking at Drew and Brock still and all the tag titles are kind of shrug. Uh they're Seth in his Monday Night Messiah gimmick is this is the this is the best seth this is the best seth we've ever had which is great this this is truly great wrestlers can change themselves and be better versions of themselves and this is his old heel persona with a dash of cm punk and a dash of some jericho like a little uh little all the greats and he's killing it i love to hate this guy uh, but what's next for him? Like, you know, him and Drew after Mania works. Um, but where what's for him at Mania? Right now it looks like Owens. Like his he him and Owens have been back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for months now. Um, so it looks like him and Owens at Mania. Not having a title between them kind of stinks, but the but Murphy and Rollins are your tag champs with AOP standing right there curious very curious i love the faction i really do uh they need a name some sort of some sort of name but i love the faction i love the presentation um it's just weird that they're the tag champs curious to see where that's going uh plenty of great tag teams on raw just saying styles came back this monday this was a really good raw like now that I'm thinking about it, Styles came back and it looks like he's he's gonna challenge a great. Let's just put it that way, because he was he was putting his name up up there. He called himself Mister WrestleMania. So I don't know who the match is gonna be with, 
God, I I hope it's not Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Please go back to staying retired. I think that's I think Shawn realizes that that he shouldn't have said yes to that Australia thing. Um, who else is really heating up right now? Raw is slowly becoming the better show over SmackDown. I think overall I still like SmackDown better because it's two hours, the compact format. Like it still has a sense of urgency to it. But it feels like this it feels like it's starting to become the circus show now where Raw is really becoming the wrestling show and with Paul Heyman at the helm, like no duh. Um I that's why I don't really have like other than the titles, I don't have have a lot to talk about other than i i will say both shows now doing a much better job of getting more women involved like we talked about on raw we have we have uh lana is now mixing it up with zelina vega in some way like with with uh lashley and angel garza being involved like it's a weird thing like they're in management roles but they're there and it they're women who can wrestle if we're going to do like some mixed tags or something. Um, I know on house show circuits, Liv is tagging with Rusev still. I don't know if maybe we're looking at Mitch Matt um, mixed tag Jesus <laughs> challenge again, but um, mixed mixed match challenge. Is that what it was called? I already don't remember the one they were doing on Facebook. Um, but if they're doing that and maybe they're just using that for house shows, but Liv is clearly tied up in a feud with Rue and they may be pulling Sarah into that in some way, which is cool because Sarah's been getting a little bit of TV time. Like I mentioned before, Natty, uh, Natty and the Kabuki Warriors have a little something going. There's just a lot going on on, on Raw. And then on SmackDown, we've pulled uh, Alexa gotta stop saying that name uh bliss and nikki uh and carmella and bailey all last week on a moment of bliss and then dana's nowhere to be seen all of a sudden that's weird maybe she'll show up i'm rambling uh nxt great as always i could go on for hours like because Somehow NXT just continues to put out a great program weekly that all I can really do is sing the praises of. So I don't need to go on about that. I'm gone. I'm done. I, I talked for way longer than I had planned to. Um, if you enjoyed any of this or it, let's face it, you probably didn't. But number one, hashtag live loves Justin hashtag wrestle pals. Uh, hard work works. I'm sure you know that. You know what? I I meant to do this at the beginning of the show before I kicked into the uh to the pay per view. Here's the uh, updated info. Hard Work Works Fitness app is now available in your app store. Search it in your app store. Download. Purchase your membership for only ten dollars a month. With with that, you get three new workouts every week designed for minimal or no equipment at all. Uh, my wife and I were doing um, some workouts yesterday, like just some warm out warm up type stuff. But you go in. You press the workout, and there's a you click on the video, and it sh uh, Joe shows you how to do the workout. Literally as simple as that. It, he tells you how many reps you need to do. You do the reps, and then you click that you did the reps, and then you have it logged. It's great. It really is an awesome app. 
I'm going to start getting my S together and start working out more using my Hard Work Works fitness app. But here's some more great stuff. All ages and ability levels, like me, who never goes to the gym. Uh, you can literally work out anywhere in the world. I was working out on my bedroom floor. Uh, no contract, cancel any time and keep all your workouts. I have a wall of workouts and I can cancel any time and Joe's going to let me keep those workouts. How great is that? I've, I, I get to keep them. Hashtag join the hustle, join the hustle, hard work works, fitness app in your app store. Find it. Also, if you're feeling froggy, if you're feeling helpful, patreon.com slash oh hi, Justin, $1 a month gets you a great deal of content that I am putting out, including this show and literally everything else I'm doing. Uh, these Ghouls demos, Oh Hi Justin Pod, After School Pod happens once in the blue moon, um, After the Fact Pod, Deprogram Before the Rest of the World, Your Music Show, uh, Fredo and I have a pod coming up um, that will go into production here soon. There's a new idea that's going to begin filming March 29th. Um, you mean Hard Work Works app? That's a free download, baby. Yeah, that's right. The Hard Work Works Fitness app is a free download and then $10 a month, and it's great. I love, I seriously do love Joe's app. I'm just saying. Yeah, he's a great friend of mine, but his app is his app is tremendous, showing me how to do all them workouts and stuff. Soon, I'm going to be a fit man. I've lost some weight, but I'm not a very fit man, you understand? My belly's a little big. I was watching Dusty promos recently. And why wouldn't I? Uh, Patreon.com slash oh hi Justin gets you all the, all the stuff that we do. Um, again, if you're feeling helpful but don't want to pay anything, um, Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can subscribe to the show there and listen if you don't want to watch us. And uh, five-star rating and some sort of comment. I really am generally speaking against all that now. Uh, I, I hate the idea of commenting on people's pods i think it's rarely ever helpful um but it's the way you get visible so if you like us do that please thank you uh or spotify is where spotify is where you need to listen where you can listen to us you don't need to you can listen to us wherever podcasts are at but apple podcasts spotify you know those are the main ones and uh if you want to watch us we're on the YouTube, Twitch, oh, uh, Twitch, oh, hi, Justin, 14. I do a lot of Red Dead Redemption uh, online stuff there and, you know, this program and whatever else. Occasionally I, I get on there and play other games. Hashtag live, live loves Justin. Don't you forget that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'm going to sell the Patreon again. Patreon.com slash oh, hi, Justin. Support your artist friends. You may not think I'm an artist, but I'm an artist. Damn it. And I'm going to prove it. <laughs> Hold on. Service error. Oh, that's because I said that word that starts with an A. All right. There's too much stuff going on up here. And when there's only one of me, I can't really do the guitar gimmick. How? How 
play a song and then we'll get out of here, right? Should I play a song? I'm trying to think which one. Lost, 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 lost. I'm so lost, I need a ride to find my way back home. I can call, call. Why don't I remember my own dumb song? I can call, call my girl, call my girl, call my girl. I don't remember. I can call my, duh, call my girls. Jesus Christ, Justin. Remember how to play your songs. What's going on? Lost. I'm so lost, I need some help to find my way back home. I can call my girls without delay. Mountain Viking Lafayette, Punk and Juicy Born to run away. I need my squad. I need squad, squad. I need squad. I need squad, squad. Overlooked. I'm so overlooked. I need a ride, so need to need to focus on. I can call my girls without delay. Mountain Viking Lafayette, punk and juicy, born to run away. I need my squad. I need a squad, squad. I need a squad. I need a squad, squad. I need a squad. All right, y'all. Back to this one. <laughs>